Hi, everyone. This is Anne Doherty, your host of Current, an energy podcast with Loom. Today, I'm excited to talk to my colleague, Sarah Konzemius, and co-conspirator and fellow Bostie and co-founder and co-owner of Loom about our 10th anniversary. And we're excited to also listen to the experiences and stories and musings of our colleagues who helped us co-create and build this company that we have 10 years in. So rather than prolonging this introduction, we'll jump right into the conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, so Anne, yes, we are um, sitting here 10 years into a loom, which feels kind of wild and like it went really fast and really slow all at once. And um, I was thinking about this discussion and the different things we're doing to celebrate 10 years and sort of looking back. And I, I decided I wanted to read a few things to you and see if you remember where they came from. I, I sort of wish I had Jeopardy music here, but okay. okay. So the first one is we help organizations improve the lives of families and communities through research-driven planning. The second thing is we provide pathways to improve the lives of families and communities through vision. Number three, perspectives that empower organizations to improve the lives of communities and the final uh, word game here is solutions to improve lives, communities, families, aspirations, social benefits, sort of a word salad there. But, um, I know where these came from. These were our initial brainstorming posts, yeah. probably, or one large big sticky post-it that we did when we were thinking about founding this company. That is correct. You got it. And I still have um, those big sticky post-its and original post-its tucked away here in the closet in my home office. So I thought it was fun to go to go back to those and think about where we started and what we were thinking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when, it's cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you were thinking about it, you know, what were, what, where were you coming from when we were writing all those notes down? What were you hoping for? Well, I, you know, I, I started doing this work um, coming out of consumer research to get back to what I was passionate about, which was improving the lives of people through research. So how do you generate knowledge, produce insights and have an impact on, you know, policy and programs in a way that directly benefits people rather than, you know, in a sort of abstract sense or Mm -hmm. In the case of the work that I was doing before I entered the industry, you know, to get people better crayons and consumer products. And um, and so when we had this opportunity to launch together and knowing that you and I were aligned in what we wanted from the world, for me, this was a really central piece of it, which was, you know, coming back to the end goal, which is not to be smarter people or to have a smarter company, but to create benefits for communities and families and to do so in a way that was positive and focused on their dreams. Because, you know, sometimes, um, Sarah, we often reduce what we're trying to achieve to just overcoming hardship. But what we really are striving for in the end is creating a society that enables people to live their best lives, not just avoid living their worst life. You know, yeah. and, and so that also had to come through. How about you? What was in this for you? 
Well, I remember us talking a lot about how energy is, was sort of this, it is this invisible, um, I don't even know what to call it thing source. What you think? Yeah. And it's not an entity, but this invisible thing that enables those dreams, right. That people are not often thinking about, um, energy, but, but what it provides and enables is a foundation for those better lives that you're talking about. And again, to your point, not just living okay lives, but living better lives, healthier lives, safer lives and cleaner communities and all those things. Um, and I think, I can't remember if we ended up with it at any point in what we're doing, but we kept talking about sort of this ubiquitous thing that's around us. Yeah. Um, and I think too, for me coming at this from a slightly different perspective, which was the implementation side, you know, we did marketing, we did outreach to customers, we talked to customers, but we counted everything in kilowatt hours, right? Like the commodity we dealt in was kilowatt hours. And it was this very sort of technical, um, you know, widget-based approach, get a technology and count a kilowatt hour. And I always felt that we were delivering something without really understanding how customers were using it, what they needed, what it enabled for them. And so I think that for me was why I felt aligned with you and why all these words made sense to us, you know, in that moment in time when we were trying to figure out what is, what is this thing we're creating going to do? What are we trying to get out of this? not just for ourselves, but more broadly. And it was, it really was about, as you said, sort of helping make sure all kinds of people are leading their best lives. Yeah. And, you know, and we even, I think what committed to that because we knew no one else was talking about mm -hmm. it in those terms, right? Like all of these like wonderful competitors and partners of ours in the industry at the time and, and are doing really great work. And we also felt like there was just something missing. Like there was something else that had to be said and, and to remind people, like, let's come back to our center. Like, let's come back to why we're doing this, which is, you know, we didn't build an electric grid for its own sake. We build it for society. We build it for people. And sometimes we forget that our technologies are for us. Like they're yeah. ours. They're not just out there in the world um, achieving goals for the sake of achieving goals. And we landed that in our original vision, I think, which I'm just going to take a moment to state because I think it's worth stating, yeah. which is a loom places everyday human needs and aspirations at the center of energy program research, design, and planning. We play a key role in building a resilient energy future to enrich lives, improve global health, and ensure a more secure and sustainable future. Yeah. I mean, and what's <laughs> cool 10 years out, Sarah, is that our, our current mission statement is not much different. Yeah. Than original. And, yeah. And thinking about that one, you know, we had a lot of ideas going in and then we're up and running a company and, you know, a few months into starting hiring um, our first staff, people like Eileen Hannigan you know, to help us build. And I, I was thinking about that, the statement you just read, because we had just, maybe we're two years in, we had maybe a dozen people and we all sat around a table. And I think it was in Madison in our office, we had just moved into, which may not have even been finished yet. Um, the clock tower or the new commercial? That was the new one. Yeah. Where we, well, we are brought now. the original table with us. We brought the original table that 
my dad bought us as a opening company gift. I still have it, the in the table. Basement, by the way. Um, and, you know, took those original words we had and created that, that version of our vision. I remember feeling really excited about it because we had, had this group of people sitting around and everybody agreed on it. We all felt so strongly about it. And, you know, as, as new employers, you, you do want to make sure that, you know, you're all on the same page and the same team, because it really is a group effort to lift an organization. Um, but I think we did a really nice job because it served as a really good guidepost for us for quite a few years as we were really a new and growing company. And one of the things I always appreciated about it, and I think because we had the team involved in that discussion was it helped us build this for that sort of first base of our team and a number of people who are still with us. And really um, spoke to folks who deeply cared about the human side of this work, as you mentioned, that this isn't about widgets sort of on their own. This is about how human beings have to engage with them and how those things enable lives in in good ways. Um, so it brought in, you know, researchers and practitioners who were very interested in the human side of this and who cared deeply, who understood the connection between our work and health and sustainability and resiliency. And, yeah. you know, really recognized that there are communities that need um, a lot more uh, mm -hmm. done to support them to get to this place of health and living their best lives. And um, I always think about like, what has our vision done for us? And I think that first one, one of the things that did for us really well was help us bring in th that initial round of staff and team who kept us, you know, on track and in line and who believed in that same vision really strongly and are, are really important in who we are today as an organization. Absolutely. I mean, it did draw, as you said to us, that that generation of leadership or the leadership mm -hmm. that we needed to create what we have now. And like you said, they're still with us. And I think that remains true for our mission in many ways, because it differentiates us enough that people find them their way to us when they're looking to expand the conversation or to do work that kind of opens up opportunities for folks that may otherwise not be served in our current environment. And also in, as our companies evolved, you know, bringing forward technologies that create greater and more impactful benefits for our society. And, you know, that mission became very much the foundation for the areas of work that we've now evolved into um, in our practice areas that we'll talk a little bit more as well about. But, you know, equity obviously is central to our mission. It, it It's there in our new mission, but also was there in the beginning as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our ability to sort of evaluate and understand our programs as being effective and importantly for whom and to what end, which has always been central to our work as well. You know, thinking about, emerging technologies and emerging opportunities and not just will this widget meet its technical goals to your point kilowatt hours or you know demand impacts or load shifting but importantly will it be useful to communities will it achieve our greenhouse gas and electrification goals will it you know help us advance our society and advance the conversations that we want to be having about um, how technology supports us or should support our well-being and, you know, and also thinking about what we care about the most, which is our human insights work. Like what really do we as 
societies, families, communities, individuals care about what motivates us to take action and how can we as an industry better leverage that to all of our benefit, right? So our new vision, I guess, to speak to it, yeah. is that Alum is the premier consultancy for advancing, re-envisioning, and equitably transforming the energy industry. We align clean energy and social justice imperatives and give primacy to human dreams and aspirations so that we can all thrive in a clean energy future. Yeah. And I loved this one when we came to it and you said new it's, it's new from the one you read before, but we've been, we've been living with this one for what I was thinking maybe four or five years now, maybe four. Yeah. And it still feels absolutely right. And I think it still feels absolutely um, empowering and important to our team and, you know, hopefully future team members who come in that um, it, it, those sort of first words that we said are still in this, you know, there's this piece of about aspiration and dreams and improving, improving lives and communities and having a clean energy future that allows everyone to thrive, which means also, you know, repairing past harms and helping people catch up before we push them ahead, all those things that we have to do. And I feel like as an organization, this has been this vision, sort of the vision we started with and how it's evolved into this has been the right anchor point for us as leaders because we believe in it. It's important to us. It's been the right anchoring point for the team members we've been able to bring in, you know, people who have very different backgrounds, training, education, lived experiences. Yeah. And I think it's been um, really important in getting us to those practice areas that you just talked about, helping us really articulate um, how we can serve the industry and where our expertise can be most supportive and most impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, you know, really um, dialing in and staying true to that North Star, bringing in these very specific forms of expertise help to get us to that place where we're intentionally now building into this vision at a new size, right? Like mm-hmm. we are we are no longer just two people or 13 people, um, but are now a 40-person company and I plan to make another jump as an organization and adding that structure and providing a framework and, and practice areas really helps us create those environments for learning and strategizing and collaborating and getting better and doing new and um, more compelling projects with our clients, you know, I, I should only strengthen us and, and help us get closer to, to our goal. Yeah. Let's take a moment to listen to some experiences and stories from our colleagues at Illum Advising, starting with Jess Rivas, our Executive Vice President of Revenue. Um, a funny thing that I like to reflect on is, you know, when I was interested in joining Illum, I it was really Laura Shower who I had a lot of those conversations with and, you know, who ended up being my initial manager. And um, at the very end, I think right when Alum was deciding whether they were going to offer me a position, she called me on my cell phone and um, asked and to, to confirm rather um, that I was going to be okay if I didn't do technical work again. Because at the time uh, I was doing a lot of, you know, I think air quotes, technical work, right? As an engineer doing largely impact evaluation and related stuff. Um, still, you know, still using like a lot of like device level data and field work kind of um, uh, data collection. 
And when I was going to come over to Illum, I think the hope was that I was going to be helping train project managers and how to be managers. Cause I also was a, a long time um, project manager myself. And I said, yeah, I'm okay not doing technical work. And, um, and now I just, if you look at the work I do here at Illum, <laughs> spoiler alert, right? I don't know who broke the promise first uh, or what happened, but I've been grateful every day that, you know, Illum just let me, and, and I hope uh, others feel this way, you know, kind of push us into places that I thought we could provide value and that for which I had curiosity and for which I thought our team had a lot of talent and um, could provide a service. And, you know, here we are and we have, uh, I think what we can like, you know, internally referred to as kind of our emerging opportunities, emerging technology practice areas, one of the large and growing practice areas at the company. And we hold some of, I think, the most beloved contracts in that space. And um, it's, you know, it's technical work and I helped to grow it. And I, um, it was really a loom and a loom leadership that empowered me to, to be able to do that. When I told my former company that I was leaving to go work at a loom, one of the um, men I worked with, who is a, a senior leader, um, asked me if a loom hired men. And he, he said it in a half half joking, only half joking way. And, you know, um, the truth is Alum is the place where I've had a first um, female boss and worked um, for a woman owned and women led company. And for me, those are first across the board. And I, uh, it's been such a, a really different experience in a million positive ways. And, you know, people can make all the jokes they want, but there really is something different to, um, the way that a loom is run. And I think everybody should experiment with having all different kinds of bosses and leadership and, um, you know, that having that full life experience uh, of that, because it's been really enriching to me. Hi, my name is Eileen Hannigan. I'm the vice president of talent development. I have been with a It'll be 10 years in November. Um, which actually relates to a story I wanted to share um, because I always think a lot about how I kind of first started at Loom and reconnected with, with Sarah. Um, so I'd worked with Sarah previously at WEC, but it had been a couple of years because she had moved on. And then one day she reached out. Um, at that point, I knew that she and Anne had started a company and she had reached out because they were um, taking in um, more work than the two of them could do. And they were looking for some support. And it sounded like a super exciting opportunity to me. And at the time, Isara promised that she could pay me for two months. And I said, okay, great. I'll give it a try and see how this goes. And um, so here we are 10, 10 years later for a loom, almost 10 years later for me. Um, it's really just been a privilege to um, be with Sarah and Anne and the company as it has grown and afforded me so many opportunities. All right. So, gosh, my name is Laura Schauer. I'm executive vice president and I've been with Loom for nine years. And as I've been reflecting on this exciting 10 year anniversary, two stories have come to mind for me. So the first is um, just really thinking about 
that first day and when I came and re remembering what a startup Illum was at that moment, um, they'd been open for maybe a year and Sarah actually had just moved into this new office and I met her on my first day down at the elevators and she's standing there with a couple of boxes and I'm like, you know, what is this for? And she's like, well, this is your office furniture. Great. So my first task of my brand new job at this brand new company essentially was to set up my office. And I thought this is really a moment of uh, starting with a, a new company. And it was really cool. It was really fun to feel that and feel that like newness and engagement in that moment. Um, and as I, you know, continue to reflect and think about this, I can only appreciate how hard it was for Ann and Sarah to like bring in new team members at the moment because they were so small and just really building the work and the company and trying to figure out that tension between hiring for the work or having the work and then hiring. And when they brought me in, um, they thought that they had a contract in place that would um, support our team and, and myself and that I would lead. And, and between the time I accepted the offer and then um, started, something happened under their control and the contract was no longer. And I just, I'm such a doer and having that anxiety around, I need to do something really productive was pretty high. And I really wanted to make sure I was bringing in the work and helping to support myself at the company. So um, I said to Anne one day, I'm like, you know, I'm just really anxious. I think we should just get going. Let's go see if we can drum up some work and get out there. And Anne said, great. And it was so fun. We traveled California, flew in, drove down, drove to um, LA, San Diego. We were in San Francisco meeting with utilities. We got a, I think it was like a $60,000 contract. And we're like, oh my gosh, that was so worth it. Cause that can at least hold us over for, for just a little bit of time and, and feed the team and us and, and from there, we just kept making connections and growing those contracts. And yeah, now here we are. It's crazy to think about, but that is really exciting just to look back and think about all that we started from and where we've come to. And just really grateful for the leadership, really grateful for my peers, super grateful for the team, the team that we had previous and they may have left, but they were such an important piece of building us and the team that we have now. So um, anyway, congratulations, Ann and Sarah. This is, gosh, 10 years. It's amazing. My name is Shannon Call. I am a director with Illum. Wow. I can't believe Illum is 10 years old. Congratulations on that amazing accomplishment, Ann and Sarah. So I actually used to work with both Sarah and Eileen at another company, and it must have been about a little over 10 years ago now that Eileen came and told me she was quitting and she was going to work for this new company that Sarah was starting with Anne. And I have to admit, I thought she was a little bit crazy. That sounded like a pretty risky move. But then fast forward forward a year and I was reaching out to Eileen to see if by any chance Illum had any openings that I might be qualified for. Uh, so I had just decided that I was ready for a change and at that just at a point where I really didn't care anymore about the risk of joining a company only a year old because I just knew I needed a change. And honestly at that point, I don't think I even really cared if Illum made it that much longer, right? Like I just knew that I needed a change and I and I had to do something different. 
Um, but now looking back, of course, I am so happy that Illum has made it, you know, a total of 10 years and that I have been along for the ride for the past nine years. Uh, it's it's pretty, pretty incredible to look back at how much the company has grown and not just in size, but in how and what we do over that time as well. So thank you, Sarah and Anne, for having the vision for Illum and for making me employee number eight. We are so proud to get to work alongside these folks, and it really helps to advance our mission. We are at 10 years as a, as a transition point. I think you, you spend a lot of years being like, we're, we're, we're trying to figure it out. We're new, we're growing, we're a small new organization. And then, you know, you hit 10 years and it's a different, um, we're a different, it's a different entity, right? Illum yeah. is a different thing to your point. It's not you and I, um, it's this whole team of people and, and the impact of people who have been with us and moved on to other things that mm -hmm. it is now sort of the collective output of all the folks who've been involved and part of our organization and who are with our organization and sort of all the hard uh, work and sort of new and mind crunching thought work that people are doing and all the, you know, fun things we hope we're trying to do as an organization and with our team. Um, it's pretty amazing to sit here and see, sort of see a loom as its own independent entity that's doing really cool things in the market because of staying true to this vision and, and having folks come in who really have aligned with it over the years. Yeah. And kind of adding to that, you know, clients who are passionate about this vision too, yeah. you know, often I, we have found, you know, and that's, I feel like that's kind of the biggest gift of this, this mission that people come to us because they want to do this too. Like that's how they see their work. That's why they're working in our industry. That's what mm -hmm. they're trying to achieve. And so we get to co-conspire with all these brilliant people through our projects and through, you know, all this thought leadership that's going on in our industry that, you know, was happening um, 10 years ago, but is happening so much more now. Mm -hmm. And um, it feels great to be able to contribute to that continued conversation with them and to invite more folks, partners, clients into doing this with us as well. Yeah. Well, we had, you know, as we were talking about this, we were framing it around this sort of original vision that we set up. But when we updated our vision a few years ago, we added some bullets about like, what is our mission? And the first one is elevating the voices of our colleagues through collaboration and public research. And to your point, I think when we think about our colleagues, it's not just the people we work with, it is our clients, it is the other folks in industry. And that for us, either through our work or with our work with our clients and partners, that that elevation of the voices that are trying to to impact this change is a really important part of who we are. And I think, as you said, we've been very fortunate to have clients who have really been in this with us. Um, it's sort of been a gift and to be open and generous and supportive and, and doing the hard thought work with us and kind of seeing that vision has been um, a pretty spectacular experience to go through. And I think, you know, we would be remiss if we weren't sitting here at 10 years, you know, thanking those people for just being who they are, honestly, yeah. And, yeah. and believing in, in what we're doing. Um, you know, the other two things we had added to our mission was that building a thriving clean energy economy with a focus on environmental and social justice, which you just spoke to. 
And of course, transforming the energy industry industry equitably to the benefit of all communities. Those two things are very aligned. But when you think about that mission, Anne, how how do you think adding this mission statement has impacted the organization and the work we do? Well, I think it's only expanded our reach and what we're trying to achieve. And as a team, it's helpful for us to align and realign around these objectives. And I see it in so many pieces of our work, even if they're not directly related to say equity, uh, where our team is asking very important questions that should be asked all the time, like who is benefiting from this? How might we expand who benefits from this? Are those benefits lasting? Are those benefits meaningful to the people that are receiving them? is it creating a larger impact beyond the program? Is it capable of generating market effects? Is it capable of generating societal effects? And even just saying, you know, we care about communities and they're central to what we do reminds our team and our clients at every project, within every project, that that's what we're we're trying to achieve. And I think that that has really fueled our growth in this moment as more and more people are starting to ask this question uh, and are asking it, you know, federally, they're asking this question Mm -hmm. at the state level, they're asking this question in local cities and local counties. And the answer is never the same, you know, for any one region, for any one county, for any one program, but the questioning needs to be consistent and it needs to be a part of everything we do. And, um, and that's something we've always felt passionately about and naming it this way, bringing it forward in our mission is what helps us to achieve that. That gives us the permission to ask those questions and um, to pursue them with our clients. It's a good place to be uh, (laughs) sitting here today, 10 years in. We get asked a lot, like, um, what about the next 10 years? It always feels like such a hard, hard question to answer because if you had asked us even five years ago, what will five years from now look like? I don't think either of us would have said like, oh, there'll be a global pandemic and the way we work will have changed. And we'll be, the whole industry will be centered on equity in a way that um, you know we had had not seen more globally before in terms of the, the what we were trying to do. When when you think about that in the context of our work mm-hmm. and where we're trying to go with our work, what do you want our our clients or our our fans to know? Oh, geez, I know hard question. Well, I threw it at you. <laughs> no, well, that we're we're committed to this through and through. That this mission and vision that we've established for ourselves is not a con you know a convenience or a money grab because everyone's thinking about it now. It's it's been a part of who we are from day one. But importantly, you know, we see ourselves building on this and doing better by it. We see our team continuing to become real leaders in the industry, um, continuing to support the just transition of energy and doing the hard work of understanding, you know, what is just, what is fair, what is right, what is beneficial for everyone. What does it even mean to transition our industry through what technologies, with whom, through what markets? you know, and then growing, continuing to grow our practice areas to serve our clients in those ways. So, you know, as we mentioned earlier, we have our equity practice area, our evaluation and success planning, human insights, and emerging opportunities. And those practice areas are core to um, to what we'll be building for the next 
10 years and hopefully identifying new ones and expanding on that and inviting our clients into that. What do you see for those next, you know, 10 years for us and our path forward? Well, I, I, echoing some of what you said, I think, um, you know, what I'm excited to see going forward is watching our team members continue to grow, to be leaders in the industry, to sort of take that mantle over over time, supporting this just energy transition, which feels so critically important right now. It, and making sure that that piece doesn't get lost in the race to, to address the, the climate crisis that we're in, you know, it, those trade-offs always become tricky. And I think in the next 10 years or however long it takes, you know, um, whatever role we can play in making sure that that transition is both in favor of of addressing the climate issue, but also ensures that we have a just and equitable transition. Yeah. You mentioned the practice areas. I'm really excited about those. You know, they're kind of new still, and we're yeah. still seeing what they can do. And so far, it's pretty impressive. There, It's working out, I think, uh, really beautifully. And our team is behind it. And it's aligning with where what the market needs and where the industry is going. So, you know, continuing to see um, the evolution of the practice areas in a way that serves the industry is also exciting for me as we we think about the future. Yeah. And I suppose as a company and an organization, you know, still making sure we have time for all the fun things are our team and we enjoy doing both in the work and outside of the work, you know, making sure that everybody's finding fulfillment, whether it's uh, karaoke, as I think uh, folks might hear about from one of our team members in this podcast or, you know, uh, growing their, their technical skills and um, opportunity to support the work that we do. Yeah. And now let's hear from a few more folks sharing their experiences and stories at Illum. My name is Tabitha Munson, and I'm a senior analyst, and I've been working for Illum for a little over two years. One thing that stood out to me when I started at Illum was how compassionate and respectful people were. Um, Even though I was super new to the industry and had a lot to learn, I really felt um, valued by other people. and since I've been here, I feel like Loom has grown in a lot of cool ways. I think one example is a little bit after I started hiring Yasmin as the talent and engagement manager. Um, I think she's done a really great job at making things really fun and memorable um, and doing a great job listening to people and searching for solutions across the company. And I think I've also seen Loom grow in a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, in a lot of structural ways like um, developing practice areas and developing and refining other internal structures. And one thing in particular that I think has been cool is the with the data science team, Alum has made some really specific hiring for roles specific to data science and um, has thought through a vision for that team. And that's something that I'm excited for in particular. And then for myself, I feel like I've had the opportunity to learn so much during the time that I've been here. I've worked on a lot of really different projects and I've had the opportunity to learn so much about 
different data analysis, different tools, and different things about the industry as well. I've been able to um, attend conferences like ACEEE and Beck, and have been able to learn a ton about the industry that way, which has been a lot of fun. I'm the kind of person that really enjoys learning, and I love that I get to learn uh, new things every day. So yeah, I feel really grateful to be here and to continue learning and working with awesome people. Um, my name is Bahara Van Buchholt, and I'm a senior consulting manager with Alum. I have been at Alum for 11 months now, and what I think makes me pretty unique and special place is the way individual, every individual as a whole is accepted. Actually, accepted is an under um, underrepresentation. Individuals are accepted and celebrated for who they are, the whole package, the whole person, the whole uniqueness that they bring. Uh, sometimes uh, you may be expected to only bring your work aspect, your engineer, your consultant. Here, I feel I can be my whole person, the whole Bahari, who is a mom, who is a consultant, who is very passionate about energy efficiency, about equity, about the transition to um, clean energy economy. And I can bring all of that and my passion uh, to my day-to-day -day job and it's accepted. Uh, that's pretty rare, pretty unique and pretty amazing. And I think that's why alone feels like a family because family is where they accept you and you're accepted with your whole personality, with your flaws, with your strength. And that's how it feels for me being part of alone's family. One other thing that is pretty unique um, at Alum um, is the way I have get the chance of working with some of the most uh, brilliant, intelligent, but also caring and loving, uh, aspiring individual day in and day out. It's pretty unique. And I think the fact that we're accepted as who we are and what we can bring at the table is contributing to that fact. I remember when I started, um, I knew of, of Ulum even since its inception, and I have been following up um, how it um, grow in the last eight, nine years. I was always impressed about the social media management, how there's always these great posts, these great updates, everything is managed so well. I remember when I joined the first day I asked, who is the social media team? It's one person that does social media and everything else, and that amazingness, that kind of, I want to say, bringing all of those uh, different ability and strength is what alone gives you. Alone is like this fertile land that gives you an opportunity to grow and be what you can actually become, your potential. And that's why it's so special. Hi, I'm Moss. I'm a managing consultant at Alum Advising. I started here uh, right after I finished my master's program at the U of A here in Tucson. I have a lot of memories because it's been a minute since I joined. And I think the biggest thing is that I mostly just feel really grateful for this to being my first, you know, career professional job because one, the breadth of issues that we get into and um, that I've been learning, um, you know, over course of my time here has been extensive. And then also just the different personalities and ways of thinking about the world and problems. Um, there's, it, there's a lot of variation among the people here. So I feel like I've had so many different types of uh, mentors and, and role models um, at this company. And I think that's like allowed me to just like 
learn and think and see kind of how to be, how to like all the different ways to be and how, um, I don't know, how to be good people to each other, but also how to do good work and think of problems in different ways. So just feel really grateful that this is kind of the space that I've been able to grow up in is how I often feel um, and continue to grow up in. So um, yeah, so I first started the Tucson office had three other people in it, aside from, I was the fourth person. And uh, we, you know, just moved into this new space. Uh, and yeah, it was, I had no idea what I was doing, I felt like <laughs> there. Um, but it was like, great, because I had um, another, you know, just Scanzi was uh, working at a loom and was helping me out get oriented and like, how to set everything up and just get situated. It was super helpful. And um, I just, you know, had like kind of this first week of really trying to figure out what are we doing here? What's happening? Um, getting situated. It all felt really like exciting and um, somehow glamorous <laughs> in some way. <laughs> uh, and then soon after I started, uh, we had our retreat in Portland and that was uh, just really memorable for me. I think about it all the time and just really fun team bonding experience, getting to know folks and meeting them in person really helped me, I think it's situated in the company, understand like different personalities and understand what we were doing more. Um, we had that epic scavenger hunt where I uh, basically uh, tackled Mich Michelle Scanzi to get up the stairs and she was fine. Um, and, but it was really great. And uh, I'm sure Laura's probably would like, would listen to this and be like, we were the only team that actually found the right voodoo donut. I remember there was contention about stuff like that, of course, in true Illum fashion. Um, and it's just really memorable. And then of course, like the karaoke night, Dr. Alex Dunn did a Brooks and Dunn song and Ooh. yeah, rocked it. Of course, it's in the name. <laughs> I also remember Anna and Sarah's very epic Islands in the Stream duet that they did. Uh, pretty entertaining. And um, Liz and Amanda Dwelly did some really great, I think, duets together as well. It was just felt like everybody was so themselves and super chill and just was having fun with, you know, their colleagues, but also kind of just being vulnerable and, and and good friends. And I just appreciate those moments and that we've had the space to do that. The spirit of these quotes really kind of summarize what it's like to work with us and why Olum has created such an exceptional team. You can hear it in their stories. You can hear it in their enthusiasm. And we're just so lucky to have them. And you think about the end like at the end of the day, like you and I are retired and we're looking back on what it is that we've built. I, my big hope for us is that we can look back on it with all the people who've contributed to it and just say, we did that. Like we did this yeah. thing. It had an impact and we're better because of it. Like we are all collectively better because of it. And I think that's like the organizing principle, right? That we mm -hmm we're creating together, we're building together, and we're building toward a positive change and a positive impact. 
And if, you know, if we feel like we can say that, if we can look at each other or look at our clients and say, yeah, we did that thing, then I think we will have been really successful. I agree. And it sounds like a simple thing. It's um, pretty complicated to get there. Uh, the work is a lot more intense than I expected. I know we ta- we've talked about that, that you have to, there's no um, autopilot, you know, when you're, when you're running an organization, when you have, have team members who are so um, dedicated and, and involved and want to be part of the solution, like you are all always going and it, it always, it requires, you know, to requires that you're nimble and creative and open-minded and tenacious, yeah, willing to work hard and um, also willing to make sure that there's time to not work so hard. And like all of that takes a tremendous amount of work. And I agree with you. If we can look back and someday, and be like, yep, we did it. We did all those things. And we we had team members who, who grew and, and thrived along the way. And we had clients who succeeded and delivered amazing things into the market along the way. I mean, that that's what you want. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the dream. That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> I, I think we're going to do it. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that we'll get there. And I, you know, if not because of us, certainly because of our team. I mean, they are mm-hmm. so like you said, sort of tenacious and gritty and um, driven. They're just mm-hmm. so driven. So yeah, that's been probably the biggest gift, right? We had no idea what would this team look like if you asked us ten years ago what would our team look like today. I don't think we could have answered it in in the way uh, in any way that would be real to where we are. And we've we've just been so fortunate. It's it's been been great to watch this thing grow and watch all these people come on and be part of it. And, um, to be where we are is pretty exciting. Yeah. You know, I kind of wish I had a, like a cake I could um, hold up with 10 candles so we could I know. <laughs> remotely blow it out together. Some, um, yeah. Something, you know, <laughs> well, we can have as much cake as we want. There, there is time for, there cake. is time for cake. Absolutely. <laughs> Always time for cake. Well, it's yeah, been yeah. fun talking I to you know. about this today. I know, same. I can't believe it's been 10 years. It's like shocking in a way, but but cool. It's exciting. I couldn't have had a better business partner, partner in crime on this one. So grateful to do it with you. Agree. Absolutely agree. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll be back in 10 years re-podcasting with everyone. Like, yeah. stay tuned. Right. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be some things in between, but. You know. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, All right. everybody. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you folks for celebrating with us. We hope you got a little more insight on Illum and who we are, maybe found a bit of inspiration and hopefully a laugh at the stories that our team shared about uh, joining Illum. The music for this podcast was produced by Blue Dot Sessions and the podcast itself was produced by Illum's production team. We hope to talk to you again 10 years from now at our next celebration. Take care, everyone.